How is everybody doing? This is episode 34 of Sit Down with Sniper, and we got someone who is amazing in this space, amazing in the real world, and he goes by Mike Mongo. How are you doing, brother? What do you mean I go by Mike Mongo? You go by Sniper. My name is Mike Mongo. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Mongo, pow, pow, pow. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. I know that is you. So, I mean, look, this is while looking into you, man, I've learned some great things about you. So not only are you an amazing artist, but you are an author of an amazing book called The Astronaut Instruction Manual, which I believe is a, a children's book or for preteens. Uh, you're VP of, and I hope I pronounced this right. I, no, no, slow down. Well, I well, hear what you're doing. You're reading my bio off of the internet. No, I've, no. I've took no, little no, pieces, no, I've nice took try. pieces no, and parts. No. Is that not it? VP, no. Not it? Yeah. No, no. Man, no. No, I, okay, I can, I can okay. tell you anything you need to know. So let's get into this, Sniper. Bring it. Bring it. Okay. I hear you talking then to your other can... guests. I listen to Josh's in, uh, interview, and and uh, yeah, you got it going on. So let's let's do okay. this. What, what you got for me? So you've been in Web3 for a little bit now, but what drew you here? What, what actually pulled you into Web3? You know, you do stuff for astronauts. You've been a teacher. I've seen you talk with people like Cian Proctor. I'm an astronaut. You're an astronaut. I mean, you're, you're all kinds of Dr. things. Dr. Cyan Proctor. Dr. Cyan Proctor. And not only that, Dr. Cyan rhymes with Diane. And not only that, Dr. Cyan Proctor is also oh, the first black woman to pilot a spacecraft. I am not going to leave that out. Uh, very, very big accomplishment. And we're very proud of her. Uh, everyone should be. But um, what drew you over here, man? Right, so, I got to uh, know what, all, what drew you into lag in, in, uh, in uh, when I'm answering and when you're asking. So I just want to acknowledge that just so in case anybody's listening and they're, and they're wondering what the, what the stutter is. Second is that I am always at the forefront of whatever is interesting in the world. And I mean, when I say always, it's not like that's my, that's not how I self-define it's I'm 57, so I've been doing this for decades now. And I was there when hip hop started. I was there when dot com started. When the internet started, I was there when crypto started. Like at some point, you got to say, okay, so I'm always right there at the right time. It's it's that Bugs Bunny luck of mine. Pow pow pow. So I did the Bugs Bunny luck. Live it, live it. My voice, by the way. I, we just we all the Space Plus Five just got back from Paris yesterday, and and it, it was. It was unbelievable, Sniper. It was amazing. At the International Astronautical Congress, IAC. It's my first International Astronautical Congress, though it goes on every year, all, any, all different locations in the world. I had never been an astronaut before. So they debuted our commercial crew to the rest of the astronaut community at the International Astronautical Congress. The thing is that I got to be an astronaut because of Web3. Like and all of these that, that this sniper, you're you're like half my age, all right. So you keep on doing what you're doing, like this right here, and suddenly it's you're me giving us the exact same interview. And in the future, who knows what you'll be doing? Time traveling, going through dimensions. I don't know, <laughs> whatever's available to us. So and, and so that's how it happens. So now that you're here, I know you just had that. Is this the same thing as I saw you had Yuri's night? Is this the same thing as that, or is that another party that was recent? That so Yuri's night is staged at the IAC every year. However, the main Yuri's night party happens every year, April twelfth, or on or around April twelfth, in celebration of Yuri Gagarin being the first human being in space. Well, in celebration of humans going to space, Yuri Gagarin happened to be the first person, and we honor their contribution to our space future. 
Now, I am co-founder of, not Yuri's Night, uh, Loretta Whitesides, who is the founder of Yuri's Night, was at the party. She flew out for this party. It was that good. And I'm the co-founder of the version here on this coast at Cape Canaveral, where I live at the Kennedy Space Center. So every year with Ryan Robertson from Space Florida, we throw a party underneath the space shuttle Atlantis with lasers and stormtroopers and Ewoks and robots and astronauts. And it is amazing. And I have always been about computers and art and space. And because of that, it just moved, gravitated to Web3. What has become Web3? You can't have a passion for those things without without being involved in Web3 right now. Web3 is, the, is what we're bringing. We're bringing digital assets to space. We're bringing art to space with Web3. The currency we'll be using in Space Sniper is going to be Web3. We're not bringing nickels and quarters and half dollars or even dollar bills to space. We're bringing crypto, yo, pow, pow, pow. Now, now people always say, yo, I'm, I'm bridging the gap between web two and web three. Yo, I'm bridging the gap is, are not you bridging br- the gap? Are you, are you, br- I, I, I'm not, are no. you bridging the gap between no, web three and no, space? I'm not, there's not a gap between web three and space. That's a great question. That's been, okay. that's people who are inadequate with metaphors, sniper. That's people who don't have a background in hip hop or history. You remember me in history, not a memory or a mystery. <laughs> Space and, and and crypto. That's where I live. Those those are the Web three is 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 base is basically the evolution of humankind into commerce. We evolved, and so our commerce has evolved. We evolved as human beings, and so our commerce has evolved. Of course, and all of these things don't happen at the wrong time. They happen at the right time when we need things like like this to ha- to to take place to humanifest so that we can have a world in a future that's worth having like the, all of this hap- outlook it's amazing that all of this is coming about right when when uh, we're going through a climate crisis climate ca- ca- climate cataclysm is a better way to put it and and how many people have you ever heard anybody say that you know bitcoin or or crypto is is uh, responsible for for a climate crisis when you know we've had I, I go down the street here in Cape Canaveral and I've got police cars running 24 7, 365. They never turn off the engine. The lights of the bank are on every single night. Believe that. At the banking industry, yeah. uh, that industry and, and, uh, and the military industrial complex has been running for thousands of years. And yet it's crypto and Bitcoin that is to blame for where we are today <laughs> in the future. Okay, sure. Pow, pow, pow. And, and those are actually, these are actually things that show us the way forward that allow us to succeed. So- so, Mike, I mean, there's there's so many things I'm I'm gonna jump Come into on, and bring it whenever you, whenever you know. And I think something that I mean, it kind of caught me by surprise. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, you you co-founded Obey, and you know that's co-founded not to, Obey. So that's not to read off the the long list of the things that I saw on the internet, but that was something that I felt was uh, a very big point because of who Shepard Ferry is, and I'm I hope I'm. Uh, pronouncing his, That's right. uh, his name correctly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but you know, web three people be like, Oh yeah, I'm here for the art. I'm here for the art. You've really been in the movement. You've really been about pushing messages and, and pushing forward what y'all had with obey. Can you speak on working alongside? Um, I believe his name was Alfred Hawkins. Blue and 
Shepard yes. and, and yeah. the others that you co-founded so, with? So uh, R- Shepard yes. and Ryan Lesser are the ones who came up with the original Obey image, which was called Andre the Giant has a posse. Some people know that, some people don't. This is over, this is uh, 1988. And then uh, a couple years passed, they were doing it at RISD. I got connected with Shepard because I was at the College of Charleston for a time before I went to Berkeley. And Shepard's from Charleston. And we had a mutual friend, Alfred Hawkins, who went up to work with Shepard and, and another friend of ours, Blaze Bluen, rest in peace, who's a, the underground skateboarder. They went up with Shepard. He had a half pipe or a quarter pipe up where at a silk screen shop in, in uh, Rhode Island. They did Andre the Giant has a posse for a while. It was an art project that got started at RISD. And, and Shepard fixate on it for whatever reason. Okay. This is before I got there. However, because we had mutual friends around 92, uh, I got introduced to obey because the stickers, well, it wasn't called obey at the time, but there were obey giant stickers and, and, uh, and art that was being developed by then. And, and I started to see the stickers. It, it, uh, it's, it sprung out of nowhere and grabbed me by the, the eyeballs at one point. And that's how I, it just, it did the thing that it's meant to do. And we had mutual friends. Our friend Doug introduced, introduced us, introduced me and Shepard and Shepard and Alfred were friends. And Alfred Hawkins in Charleston, South Carolina is a legend. Like you just don't even know, like we know, we all know Shepard Ferry and Shepard Ferry, of course, is, is historic and legendary, particularly in his, in his home of, of Charleston, South Carolina. However, there's a, there's a really sweet art community there and alfred hawkins like this is in the early 90s he's a he's a skateboarder shepherd skate ice skate uh blaze skated and this is one of the things that connected us and also art and just a um generally subversive uh young adults who who wanted to do graffiti art and and have fun so we did that and working along Shepard, you know, it was great. It, it, he is, in, is inspiring to me to this day, of course, because he, he isn't like anybody else. That's all there is to it. And I've had the opportunity to work alongside people. By the grace of good, so many fantastic artists are peers of mine. And we get to, we get to do art all the time. And that this is, I, I must, I would just like to say that I'm modeling what is possible for everyone. I was having a conversation with Jessica Utrosky today. And what I model is I'm never working to convince anyone that NFTs are great, or I didn't work to convince people that graffiti was awesome. I just did it. And I do NFTs and it's, and, and when pe- I do work to enroll people into how amazing graffiti art is, how amazing Andre the Giant has a posse, which became Obey, is Obey, Hope for Barack Obama, all of this, how, how it just goes on and on, and it turns into NFTs, and I just keep doing it, and some people see it, you saw it, like uh, friends, and we just work around each other and inspire one another, that's the game. Last year, so many people dropped into NFTs. They saw the abundance that was there and they saw everybody making money. So they're just like, I want to do this. And many people had a passion for art and creation and hadn't fulfilled that. And they jumped in. And then when the market took a downturn, we're in that bear market right now, everybody disappeared and they let go of it. That's not what I'm modeling. I'm modeling doing the things we love with who we love and helping others. 
So doing art with other people who do art and love doing art and, and making the world, the world we want to see generating the feedback we want from the world, behaving in a way and participating and contributing in a way that gets the feedback that says, Hey, you're doing a great job. Like that is what I model. And again, I'm not, I can't convince anybody hopefully by having these kind of conversations sniper and by, by producing and creating in the way that I do in the way that Shepard does in the ways that Doze green does in the way that Jesse Yatrowski does in the way that, 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 um, Tony Payne does like people that uh, are Michael Ray, people that really give our hearts and souls to it, even when it's hard, even when the times are terrible, terrible, that we just, we have one another and we keep on going through it. We don't run or quit because the times are bad because sometimes life is good and sometimes life is bad and we just keep doing it. Shepard kept on doing it all the way through even when we were struggling. I mean, we struggled struggled there was always always times where we were working to scrape up money to make things happen and figure out how to how to how to make a dollar out of 15 cents and 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 then uh i want to jump forward a little bit like right to around 2000 when shepherd got together with an artist named amanda true love they got married and she took obey to the next level even though Shepard had been doing it since 88, and then I got in in 92, and, and uh, Blaze and, and Alfred were there, and we all did it all the way through. It wasn't until Amanda came in, and she contributed her special, special, special spice. Like, she, she has a vision for Obey that, that, in, that enabled it to get to the place where Obey got to do the Hope poster for Barack Obama. That's like, there's a lot of work that was involved before that. Like there's all the groundwork and all of us going around the planet and carrying stickers and wheat paste in the strangest place on earth and building the foundation and creating the community. And that this is a, this gets to be a model for how we can succeed with NFTs. Like we don't, you don't stop just because it's hard and you don't, you don't quit just because there's a downturn. Otherwise you're not doing the right thing. You're not doing because there's no way I can quit, Sniper. This is who I am. And this is what I love. That's what I'm modeling, my man, my folks. I, I respect that. I respect that 100%. And that's why I wanted to get you on here. I mean, I totally scrapped everything, basically, that I wrote down from the beginning because I felt like I could have a, gen <laughs> a genuine, a genuine Let's conversation. Let's get genuine here. Yeah, you know, I felt like we could have a genuine conversation. And I can say that genuinely on everything that I did read while trying to learn more about who you were, every single one of them spoke about first how who you, I am of, of who you are and how you always gave back first. You know, you're, I believe you said you were, you were in your fifties. You could have, you could have used so many excuses on why you couldn't do this, why you couldn't go to Paris, why you couldn't still be in NFTs, go to New York. And we're going to talk about how you was at the 4040 club in New York, having fun during NFT NYC. Like you, you enjoy yourself. And that's one thing that I greatly respect about uh, you. And, but you're very humble. 
at no point do you ever brag or boast about what you've done because anywhere that I've looked, I can't tell you anywhere that I think obey. No, it's not, bro. I'm awesome. I want you to know I'm awesome. Just like you. And you appreciate that. I appreciate that greatly. And it means a lot that you would even come on here because, you know, I was looking through all your achievements and I was like, wow, this is a very accomplished gentleman. And and I'm definitely honored to speak with you. So we're going to jump in to the next part, man. And, uh, you know, you did go to NFT NYC and you've done a lot for, for people that are in this space. So can we talk about any collections that you have? Um, why was Mike Mongo at the 4040 Club? And it's so funny because you're so into the culture too. You understand people that are my age, older, younger, they should definitely understand what Obey means to streetwear, to, to positive messaging, to art, what Shepherd means to art. So so what are you doing firstly? Um, what was you doing in NFT NYC? And what was your project so that you were working with? My first NFT project is 2018's Crypto Titties, which is the 30th project on the Ethereum blockchain. And Crypto Titties was was a joke originally on Crypto Kitties. It was a, it was just a it was just a a, a, get, a a gag in a way. However, while we were doing the project, me, Hamigendron, and and uh, Rogers Sampaio. Uh, Ami, the artist, in this case, he, he did the artwork. Uh, his mom got breast cancer right when we were doing crypto titties. Like, this is impossible mentally. And we were working on it. He, he, had, he had brought me down to Key West to spend time working on this with him for a month and, and explain what was called crypto collectibles and explain all, all, the, all the, the applications of cryptocurrency, everything, the blockchain, the whole thing. There's the way that, he, ha- he had a vision. He still has a vision. He has a vision that is, Ami Gendron is ahead of everybody else. People don't know. And they, people don't even know his name. And he's got some stuff coming out right now that's going to blow people's mind. And the reason is because Al, he's successful as a designer and as a creator. And also as a, a, a builder on, on the Ethereum blockchain. Being there that early enabled us to... to to pave the way for others. So our project, Crypto Titties, uh, changed because Ami's mom got breast cancer. And she's great. She's healthy, healthy and she's super good right now. And she's just been good ever since. And, and we decided to allocate funds, 25% of sales to breast, care, care, breast cancer care initiatives. Now, the thing is that nothing really took off with NFTs and any of the stuff. So it was no significant sum of money to tell you the truth. But like it was, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, just a, like a learning experience sniper. So like we learned and we did it and then we moved on. It was 2018. Like I said, now here's a funny thing that happened. It's the future. So last year we're just, doing our own thing and NFTs are starting to pick up. It's 2022 now. So it's, this is 2021 then. And, and just like a year and a half ago. So I just got into NFTs and crypto, just like I dove into it headfirst. Uh, I had the time. I was, I was uh, at, back from Los Angeles. I'd just been working on the television series for my book, The Astronaut Instruction Manual, as a producer. And, and I had a great year just chilling in a Hollywood compound, basically. Other artists and a big pool where we were locked down during COVID, it was 
the most unbelievable, amazing, wonderful experience for such a terrible time, just to be matter of fact. I was finished with that and I, I was just doing whatever I wanted to do. And I, I started to pay attention to Clubhouse, like the rest of us, and heard these things. And um, I was really into the Space Clubhouse, to tell you the truth, and Alder Riley and his, uh, his uh, uh, big leap, small steps, big leaps rooms. And, and uh, then I saw that this uh, crazy event was taking place at, a room, at an NFT's tips room led by this guy, Alexander Mazai, and uh, they, they were buying a burnt bank, they were buying a Banksy piece and setting, excuse me, pardon me, and setting it on fire. They were buying a, a, a legitimate hard goods Banksy print that goes for 100 grand and setting it on fire, 100,000 USD. And I was, I was witness to this thing taking place live on club, via Clubhouse, like all of us were, because we were all in lockdown. So everybody who was into art and weirdness was there. And then I would just was on the on in the room hearing this thing unfold. And I knew that this is this is big. And I messaged Alexander. He and I did not know each other at all. And I, I explained who I am, what I do, and why this matters. And it was only him and Burke Banksy on stage, and he brought me up on stage. And I got to explain and share with that entire massive clubhouse room what we were all privy to and witness to. And there's been art created from that moment. There's been, people will remember that moment for the rest of our lives. That was when NFTs catalyzed for any number of us. Because what Burt Banksy did was he transferred the value of the piece into an NFT. He didn't simply destroy a, a Banksy piece. And the piece that he, he bought and set on fire was, it's ridiculously significant. And, and it, w- it was that moment, Sniper, with that piece, like, I don't know if you don't, like, let me look it up. Uh, let me see, Banksy, I forgot the name of it. Um, that name of that piece. And it, it was, I'm a big it, Banksy fan myself, so. So that particular piece was the one where they're all in like an art house uh, uh, bidding on a piece that's in front of them that is, uh, I, I found it, BBC's got a report on it, I'm looking at it right now, what the name of it was. It is called, um, oh, it's Morons. It depicts a Christie's auctioneer pointed at framed paintings in a crowded auction house. And next to him is a framed image accompanied by the phrase, including the words, I can't believe you morons actually bought this. And that is, that was the piece. That was the piece that he did. That was the, the, that's what, where is this thing right here? Okay, cool. That was the piece that, he, that Burt Banksy bought, the print. Now that print series, by the way, Sniper, there's 500 of them. There are 500 of these, of this one Burt Banksy piece a print series of 500 and they buy one and then they transfer the value into an nft and not only were we all there and it was fantastic but we were there uh, uh seven days later when burnt banks he sold the piece for over three hundred thousand usd he bought it for a hundred thousand usd and he sold it for over three hundred thousand usd in, in eth it was like three hundred twenty-seven thousand, something fantastic but it made the point and I know everybody talks, you know, point speaks to the people, the 
sixty million dollar sale of the people piece, and that was that mattered for sure. It, however, it was the it was the burnt Banksy one that that lit up the underground, and uh, and that's my background: underground hip hop, underground art, like crypto underground. Uh, in the beginning of, I was there when in the uh, I was at Wired magazine in that office uh, in 94, 90, yeah, 94. And that was called the multimedia Gulch. And I mean, like, this is the, this is the birth. That place was the birth. I was at the birth of hip hop, the birth of the, of the web. It wasn't the very beginning of the internet. It was the birth of the web. And I was there and these amazing Titans were there. And just like sniper, this moment that you and I are sharing right now. So help me goodness. You keep on doing this thing. And suddenly tomorrow, you're the person that everybody is, is talking about. And it only has to do with pursuing what you love with who you love and helping others. That's all it takes. The absolute 100% unfailable proven formula for success. Do what you love with who you love and help others. And that is like, I was just so sprung on the burnt Banksy piece. I just immediately grokked, uh, excuse me, glommed onto the NFT community. I was like, okay, whatever's going on here, this is good and every day it was such a fantastic experience when apes came out on april 23rd by then by that time um i wasn't interested in that project i was savvy enough to know what i was what i was into and i saw the apes and i was like yeah yeah this is this is some some racist or ill images like this I, i don't know about this i just vibe like that and now here in the future sweet awesome like that worked out for me because that's how I am. Like, I didn't change my mind. That's only increased. That's not my community. I'm, I'm apes. Great. They've done a great job. You labs. Great. Uh, do your thing. Everybody should find their community. The one that sings to them. The ones I found my community. I know, I know which communities sing to me. And now I support my own communities. And if your community sniper, our friends, if their community is five people, like my friend, Jessica, Yatrosky just said to me today, sweet. Um, she's, she always talks about, um, Howard Stern and Robin and how their dynamic is, how they're like, they're like, uh, they're like work, work wives to one another. Uh, and that Howard Stern said, if, if, uh, it wasn't for Robin, he wouldn't be there that he just enjoys spending time with this person. Like that's deep. So well, that's what, that's what it's like spending time with Shepard Ferry doing obey Shepard grinds. Like Shepard wakes up and does obey. Shepard wakes up, uh, does his thing, gets us together, and then and then boom, we're in action. And then it's all the and then it's full on grind time until sleep. Come on, imagine if we all did that in our lives. And that's that's like if, if for people that weren't into that, they were into doing some slackness. You know, Shepard's like, cool, you do you, and just like they they're left at the curb. Because we just went for it. Let's go wheat pace. Let's go sticker. Let's go. Let's let's climb up this pole. And so you have to be outrageous to to be at that level. Everybody played at that level. We were all at that level. Nowadays, it doesn't sing to me. That's not that's my, not my thing. Like fifty seven year olds doing graffiti, like on, on the under. I don't know. It's just not necessarily pretty. It's not my it's not my mo any longer. Particularly since now I'm an astronaut. Hey, hey, but sniper, <laughs> just for the real. I mean, like y- you can call me yes, Mike, sir. me and you. Okay, I appreciate it. Uh, it. Never underestimate 
what we're possible, what's what we're capable of and what we're possible. So just if something sings to you as art and whatever, if you're 57 and graffiti sings to you, tag that spaceship. Do that thing. Be arrested. Accept it. Grab it. I go to bed every night. I tell people, and you've probably heard me say this. I pray every night that somebody steals my work. Stupid. Like it, it like I'm, I'm, I'm making babies all over the place. Somebody wants to adopt one, run with it. Make me famous. Do your thing. I'm not a one, I'm not a one idea person. I had my one idea when I was three. That was like, that's the first time I ever, like, I I remember ideas. I want to be a superhero. I remember thinking that when I was three, clear. Batman's on TV. That's a superhero. That's what I want to be. Then the grown-up said, that's that's not a real thing. That's a sentence a grown-up said to me. I'm watching Batman on TV. It looks like a real thing to me. And so the next year, when I was four, we landed on the moon, us, us human beings. And I saw a grown adult person walk on the moon. And I said, is astronaut a real thing? And the grown-ups said, yes. And I said, okay, that's what I want to be then. Because if I can't be a superhero because it's not a real thing, I'll be an astronaut. And then it wasn't until I was 42, jump forward all of those years, after doing graffiti, after doing military, after doing over a decade of university, after traveling the world, backpacking across the, the United States three times through Mexico, just to see writing video games, working with EA Sports, doing the thing because I wanted to. Then I got into space, 42. And and in 42, in 2007, there was no space industry sniper. And I didn't expect to be an astronaut. But here we are 15 years later, and look how the future has unfolded. So if it is that unexpected, and, and wild style and beautiful for me. Imagine how it is for like th- this is this is a pre-internet life form right here. You were born into the internet. It's there for you. So like you're it's like being born with with, with like a teleporter. <laughs> like like we were using horses when I was a kid and you got the internet. <laughs> Facts. Like uh, mean, what year were you born? I was born in ninety-six. Okay, so in 2007, the iPhone got invented. Like you were, you were 11. You were 11 when they handed you it. Like for me, I was, I was, I was yep. in my, we, we still had wire phones when I was in college. And your neural passageways formed to that. Like you, you automatically, be, you like, like when I did computers in 79, out of 250 students, there was four of us in that class. And, that, and, and, and those other 250 students, they went into a class called typing. And so all of us are here right now in NFTs and Web3 listening to you, soaking up wisdom, facts. I'm, I'm breaking it down right now. Like Gabe Weiss says, if you're, here, er, if you're here now, you're early. And if you're here three years from now, you're early. Imagine hip hop in 1983. Early? LL Cool J hasn't even come out yet. Beastie Boys' main play hasn't come out yet. Run DMC's main album hasn't come out yet. 83, early. Now jump forward to 86. Wu-Tang hasn't come out yet. Tribe Called Quest just coming out. Like, all of, like, this is, like, that's 86. And then jump forward to 92. Wu-Tang's out. But look what's coming up on the future. Megan Thee Stallion. For real. Like, uh, things that, 
didn't exist keep on coming up and showing up. You show up now, you're early. You're here now, you're early. And we can all make excuses why, like how about the people right now who are saying, oh, they wish they were there last year in NFTs. Come on. And look what Gabe Weiss did. Absolutely right. So when did you talk with Gabe Weiss, Sniper? I talked to him about, I want to say two, uh, three months, three, three yep. months ago, three, four Yo, months I, ago on Spaces many, with, uh, oh, with you a did? friend Bombo. So you, you didn't do an interview with him? Like, how long did you get to speak with him? Oh, we spoke for about an hour. It was a interview type Spaces where we spoke on what he did in the space and who he did is he as an artist. Did he talk on Stoics? Yes, he did. His project. Yeah. So did he, did he speak extensively on it? I, you don't recall? I don't, I don't want to tell you anything. Yeah, I don't recall. Okay, cool. So the reason I'm asking is, did you buy into Stoics? I did not. Dang. Man. Then somewhere or another, we failed. That's the thing. is because Gabe Weiss knew. We, he ran the entire Stoics project past me in, in May. And this is September now. It's about to be October. He ran the entire Stoics past me, project past me in May. Went, uh, went, explained the whole thing over longer than 30 minutes and finally got to a place and he was calling and we were having a conversation about what, how I can support him or what advice I could give him or suggestions, whatever. And I got out and he, he finished and I said, Gabe, there is nothing that I can add to that. That is the definition of 100%. If I did a project and it was great, it's going to look like what you just explained to me. This is four months ago. He had four months extra to work on amazing. And here we are where the project has, is setting records. I don't even know what the, what the, uh, let me look and see what the, what the, what it's doing today. Let me just check because it's been doing about a hundred ETH a day in volume. And I, the reason I point this out is because if you're here now, you're early. And when somebody like Gabe Weiss succeeds, the only way, the only way for us to feel is inspired. It's not jealous. It's like, oh my gosh, this guy knows how to do it. I'm going to do that same thing, but my way. I'm going to express it who, as I would express it. I'm going to have that same kind of success, and I'm going to express it the way that I want to express it. Let's look and see what he's got today. He did, so since yesterday... He's done 76 ETH in volume since yesterday. And, and uh, it just keeps on going. And, it, it's, and the floor, like I saw it as at 0.19, it's at 0.3 right now. So it's just, it's an easy buy. It's that kind of thing. It's definitely a win. And that is what I want for everybody. That's, it, that's, that's the whole point of me telling you about any successes that I've had, Sniper. It's it, bragga, being braggadocious. Great. I hope it puts food in somebody's kitchen. I'm telling stories. I'm sharing my history. I'm, I'm giving, a, I'm giving a viewpoint that maybe it, it like with all, with whoever listens to your show, because people find value in your show. You do a great job, by the way. I wouldn't be here if you didn't. You're, you, you crush the, the people you're having Thank on you very much. How you speak. It, it is, it, it allows us to succeed. I recognize that. I acknowledge that. And I appreciate that. And on, on, on your show, Yo, thank talking you, thank about you this, so much. who knows who's listening to this, who gets, fi- who gets the fire, who, because who, fire is contagious. That inspiration, that spire within, 
like I can breathe fire into another person. And through, through a, a video, we can do that. We get to do that. Or somebody can be turned off and say, I don't even like the energy. I don't want that kind of life. I, I just need stable, dependable, uh, unadventurous, and I'll get, I'll get through this. <sighs> what kind of life is that? I don't know, but that's not for me to judge. My life is what I'm modeling. So they're, they're modeling that life. People who quit and leave and, and get out, they're modeling that. And I'll tell you what, Jessica Yatrowski, we talk a lot. So she said this to me today. She said, they're just giving us extra leg room. Sniper. When people, when people drop out, they're giving you and me extra leg room. <laughs> because we'll hear when it's good. We're here when it's bad. And guess where we'll be when it's good? Here. Together. Everybody is stuck in. That's the game. That's life. It's always going to be good and bad. That's no secret. Stay with it. That's that's something that I've learned with this space. And I mean, you know, I've been blessed enough to where even whenever I was injured, people were still supporting me. But I've learned that there's going to be times where you're injured. There's going to be times where uh, a lot of people are listening. You're going to have the bull markets, the bear markets, but it's going to matter if I stick around. It's going to matter if I actually show up, if I actually push them out weekly, if I actually sit down with people that also want to be in this space. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to not only learn myself about more individuals, but help others learn. Like hopefully someone listens to this and they learn who Mike Mongo is or someone listens to another episode and they learn who that is or they learn who Gabriel is from this episode. That's what I hope to get from all of this and all of your positivity. I'm glad that we were able to get what you just said because all of your positivity, you know, like I said earlier, you're in your fifties. You could have had so many excuses on why you um, are not into NFTs, why you're not into the culture what what drives you and who is your inspiration to to do all of this do you do you take that inspiration from your parents is it something that you've just got over life um i, I really want to know because i truly admire and applaud you for being where you are in your life you've like you said space is where i wanted to go i went there i'm going to go there like it there is no there is no ceilings for mike mongo if it's something that you can you can achieve you're showing us that, yo, get out there and do it. It can be done. So, and that's that's how I feel with the podcast. That's that makes me want to keep going with the podcast. I feel like I can keep going. So why not do it? Who's stopping me besides me? So I want to know how did you just get all of that inspiration? I, man? I have to say that, that I, I don't know how the phenomenon of life is for other people, sniper. I don't I can't say that just because I get to do it doesn't mean that everybody gets to do it. I can't say that. I can only model doing it. How we make it happen and get that fire going inside us is on us. And so somebody makes, like I said, some people can't just, my energy wears them down. Like it's just a thing. I get it. And other people, and by the grace of good, other people are absolutely ignited by what, by what I'm saying and what is possible. My, I, I, I had a mom who I love dearly, and she's, a, she's absolutely out of her mind. She passed away several years ago, and all I could, my very first thought was, thank God her suffering is over. And nonetheless, she poured creativity and writing and art into me, and she, op- and she let me read comic books, and she let me read science fiction, she let me read books, she made sure that I read, she put me in art classes, she supported me in so many ways, 
And, you know, um, I, used to, I used to say that if, if you clean somebody's house, but you take a poop in the middle of the kitchen, they're going to remember that poop. This is fat. This is real. Like you clean someone's house. It's amazing. You do amazing. You redesign it. Even you bring all kinds of new, new furniture in. you like new TV, but you take a crap right in the middle of the kitchen. We're going to remember that. Like, and I used to say like it, it undoes all the good that you did. You did. I used to say that. And then I looked at like my mom, right? Like she was, it was a struggle for her. You ever seen that, that meme on Reddit? where it's like some parent being really rough on a, on a kid, just terrible, bringing them down. And the next parent being rough but, and doing the same thing, but not at the same level, just slightly different. And the next parent being you and all of those barbs and arrows landing on your back. And in front of you is your kid. And no matter what, I know what my mom put on me, and I know what my, my grandfather put on my mom. But I came here to take these arrows so that I can raise my son, Raphael, like, a, like the God he is. And, and the same thing is true of you, like the, the people I hold high. Just because we just met doesn't mean I don't love you. I love you. Facts. Like I see you and I receive. Yeah, I, I see you too. and I celebrate I you. That. And that's how I am with people. People, people, people don't need to receive that. I'm just, I just offer it and I get to be the person I needed in my life when I was my 11 year old son. And I know who that is because when I was 11, I called for me in the future. No lie. I looked forward and I said to me in the future, where are you? I need you here now. And that was like a beacon whoop, 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 through time and space. And it, in that, that voice in my head, in my heart, in my soul, on, uh, in every, every part, every now that I've experienced, and that drove me to be who I am. When in the Avengers, Bruce Banner is with Captain America and that giant alien spaceship's coming around the corner and, and Bruce, uh, Captain America says to Bruce Banner, don't you need to get angry? And Bruce Banner says, as we all know, that's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. I've been that man. I've been that person. I've been that person. <laughs> and you know what? You want some real strength? Be vulnerable. Wow. That's where the real thing is. And I learned a while ago, if I'm having a serious discussion with somebody and somebody thinks I'm wrong, but they, they, they can't hear me, and then they punch me in the face... And I continue to have an intelligent conversation with them, they wilt. I learned that. And my saying is not that what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. My saying is what doesn't kill us makes us less pretty. And my son is beautiful. And I would say to his mom, look how pretty he is. And she said, he's not pretty, he's handsome. I was like, that seven-year-old right there, that boy is pretty. I'm so proud of him, his prettiness. And now he's 11. Now he's handsome. Now he's got handsome. Now he's got it. The other day, he, he had to put on some clothes that he didn't want to wear, and he put on a face for his mom, and it was a don't cross this line face. And I got to have a conversation with him, not to tell him don't make that face, because that face says, push me. I dare you. And I told him, if I saw that face, I'd push you. 
I push you because I love you. And I push you because somebody else will push you seeing that face and they don't love you. And you might get, you might come to harm's way. And I can't have that because I love you too dearly. So you don't know this, I explained to him, but how powerful your emotions are right now, they make anything that you, how you look more than what it used to be. How you used to feel like upset or, or, or aggravated, now, you're, now you got a different power with it. And so when you do that, it affects people differently. And I got to explain that to him. I was like, you can still feel that way. Just bring it down on your face. You don't need to have that face. His mom said he's got, he's got an angry black man face. I said, that's not an angry black man. Let's not put that on him. He's not that. He just doesn't know, he doesn't know his own power. That's all. And as a powerful person, I got to share it with him. I got to explain that to him and model it. Because that's who I needed when I was him. I got an 11-year-old from my past making a signal through time and space. Wham! 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 Looking forward in the future. <laughs> Who's that little prescient 11-year-old that I was? Looking forward into the future, looking to find me, Sniper. And me here in the future becoming who he needs. I am that. Pow, pow, pow. You can be too. Yo, I, 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 I respect that. I respect that so much just because that's literally what you did to me at the beginning of the conversation. Like you, like you pushed me, like you, you, you did that because hold you like high. You said you got love for me and that hold even you though high. we just met, you could still have love for someone. Hold him, hold him at a high standard. You told me, you was like, yo man, I, I know Let's you can this. have a genuine conversation. You don't have to just read off of what you found, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm not scared. He's right. I, I could, I could easily hold a genuine conversation and do what I want to do. And I think throughout this whole thing, people will be able to listen to it and be like, damn, I really did learn something. And he didn't have to read off no script. He didn't have to read no IMDB about who Mike Mongo is. Um, but I do want to talk about one thing before we go into the five questions. Lean into the discomfort, sniper. I'm, and, and that's what I do, man. And that's what I'm doing. As soon, you did it. As soon as you said that, I was like, you know what? All right, we could do that. Immediately went to it. We could do that. Props. Thank you so much. And I, and I do want to say thank you so much also for the kind words, especially coming from someone like yourself. I greatly respect it and respect you. Now, let's talk about these crazy famous glasses, man. I'm, I'm so in love with them. And for those that don't know, you should know, uh, Mike Mongo is famous for these signature glasses. And they're basically... Oh, I'm famous for more than... Hey, Sniper, I'm famous for more than that. Oh, absolutely. That's just one of the absolutely. things. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> we could go on a list. I can't even read off. Like, I tried to write down, and I was like, oh, good Lord. No, no, no. But yeah, let's talk about these glasses, man. You got multiple colors. You know, you got prescription. You got the readers. What's up with them? When did yep. this start? Readers and cheaters. <laughs> uh, I, it was it was by accident. I actually had a pair of readers that were pinching my ear and, and while I was getting interviewed almost a decade ago and I just flipped them and we were using something called Skype which nobody uses anymore and it was like pre-zoom and and uh I couldn't it had a little picture of me and a big picture of them and I didn't I didn't even notice that my glasses were like this and they were from an, they were I think they're from Germany and then uh um they looked at me kind of funny but I just thought it was cultural and then uh, I got off the call, the, the interview call, the Zoom call, whatever, uh, Skype, and and then I was walking around my office, and then I saw, oh my god, 
it was like it's like talking to somebody having a great time great interview you, you think you got game and everything and you get go past a mirror and there is a piece of spinach the size of a nickel in your teeth and uh and you thought you had game <laughs> and uh, so there i am laughing at myself and right then i was married at the time and I, I, I'm an openly bisexual person and I was married to a person who is openly Pentecostal. And, and so, uh, we decided to go, go different ways. We still love each other very much. She's amazing. And, and nonetheless, I am full on and who you see right now is who I am at six o'clock in the morning. And that can be a lot. And so I, I have my glasses like that. And she, right when I noticed I'm laughing <laughs> at it, she walked in and I said, Oh, you're not going to believe this. I just did an interview. My glasses were like this the entire time. And her face went like this. And I said, oh, my God. Is that funny? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and the next day, I went and had a maiden. And uh, she tells people to this day, Sniper, she said, if I only had laughed at his foolishness. If I, if I had just laughed at his foolishness. And so, uh, <laughs> so that, that's how that, and then, uh, you know, when I went to my optometrist, it was an optometrist I'd used since I was a kid. He was, he was in, he's in Key West and he's retired now. And his son is the, has taken over the practice and uh, makes my glasses. And, uh, the, my optometrist at the time said, why? Oh, wow. And I said, I'm in front of people all the time for a very short period of time and getting their attention is significant because I have something important to share. He said, okay. And then he made it for me. And, and I, it was funny. He was like, okay. <laughs> and then that was that. And uh, here we are. We've tried all kinds of different models. I've got a little mark on my nose right here. It's, if I have it carved out right here, it slides right off. But when I just leave it regular, it stays. And then I got all of this space up here to see the world. And, and I think I actually have an advantage over most people <laughs> with glasses shaped this way. You know what's going to happen is that uh, people are going to figure it out, and then all of a sudden we're going to see this style all over the place. And you'll, you'll be like, "No, this it was Mike Mongo who came up with that." Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Soon, whenever I first saw you in this space, it's the first thing I saw. I was like, "These are the most unique glasses," and I was like, "And how the hell do they stay on his head? These things are upside down." I don't. And then I realized they're custom, and I was like. This dude's brilliant. It's the most brilliant IP move I've ever seen. I, and, and no one can say, oh, no, I was doing that before him. You know, uh, Show uh, me some proof and I'll believe that. I received, um, I received. But no, Mike, before before I jump over to the five questions. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. The five questions are the only thing that I do have to read off. But uh, before we jump over there, I want to say thank you so much for, for giving – not only all the listeners a lot of knowledge, I feel like you, you've given me a lot of knowledge. There's someone, like I said, not only in NFTs, but in the real world that I genuinely look up to. I can take what they say and, and I, it really means the world to me. So whenever you compliment me, you say anything like that, I, I truly hold it up there just like how you hold me up there. So thank you so much. But is there anyone that you would like to thank just in general, life, NFTs? Look, look, there, there's this uh, young kid that I've, I've never met. His name is, is Nefarious. He's got a project called Top Dog Crew. He and I have been talking about maybe, maybe like at least half a year. This guy just, like, it was funny because he, he reached out to me. I don't know how, why, how, whatever. And I have my DMs open and, and I go through them every so often. And, and then 
I saw this one and he had just sent a, an emoji of a dog, dog emoji. That was what he sent to me. And I was like, I, I was like, what is this guy saying? I look, so I looked at his, I looked at his profile and then, you know what? It's funny. He had this, this little doggy artwork of a dog standing up with, and it says uh, top T O P on a zip down pulley that he, and his hands are in his pocket, his paws or whatever. And then he's got pants on slacks and, and it's very, very simple, very cool, but there's emotion to it. Like, it's just a thing. And I was like, okay, so I wonder if he did this art. Because my, I wonder if he did this art voice. And I wonder if he did this art. And it turns out he did the art. And, <laughs> and I, 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 follow, I, I message him. What's up? Like, what's with the dog emoji? What's, what's the story? And then he said, I'm just trying to get your attention. Damn. All right. All right, boldness. I don't know a thing about him at this point, just so you know. I don't know anything except <laughs> he's got this he's got this one piece of art right. uh, pinned in his profile. And and we begin to have a conversation. And and this young Titan uh, turns out to be in New York and a college student, young, 19, and and skeptical and and un, uncertain. But look at this. All, like, he, he, he didn't know what to make of this conversation he's having with me, all of that, and just wasn't inclined to believe. But this, this young boldness took a chance and sent, and sent a dog emoji. Like, I, I, I got to remind him, look, you opened up this conversation, young Titan. And we, be, we just began to have a conversation. And at some point, I was at NFTLA. I get on the, he, he's in a bad space. He was just in a bad space because that happens when we're 19. Facts. I don't have to tell you anything. It happens when we're in our 20s for sure. It just happens. It's no, cool. sir. And just having the support to get through it. And so then he was questioning like my relationship to him and his relationship to me and like why I'm even having this conversation. Do I really believe in his art, et cetera? All this stuff that we tell ourselves. But you know what? I was in, in the car. We were, like I said, we were at NFTLA with my buddy D Love, who was just a, a great friend of mine. And then he's like, "Let me talk to this guy because I got him on speaker." I told him I was like, "I got you on speaker," and, and he goes, "I can't even believe what this this cat's saying that he does he doesn't know you." He and like you've invested your time and your energy into him for no reason, except that you believe in him. And like I was him. That sentence, I was you. I was you, Sniper. I was like, I, I, I can meet a seven-year-old girl. I said, I was you when I was you. And I say that so that I can honor whatever they're going through, whatever, whatever person's going through. When I was you, and I don't care if a person, is, what, what skin color, what economic class, what, what height, what weight, what level of ability, none of that. We are all human beings here. When I was a perfect crap, when I was mean, when I was unkind, yeah, I got that to, I got that to my belt as well. When I was learning, when I did the work, yep, got that too. And I, and I get to acknowledge that. And, and uh, my, my buddy picked up, the, he's like, hey, this is, this is a D-Love and you don't know me. But this guy right here, he believes in you. And I do. And. That was a transformative conversation. That was taking a stand. That was holding nefarious high, right? And we became, after that moment, we became, like, we got it. Like, I support him in his success and his vision. So, um, 
he doesn't, he's, again, he's still, he's still 19. He hasn't turned 20 yet to the best of my knowledge. And, and I'll give, I'll give my shout out to him (laughs) because, um, we never know when we're talking to the next most important person in the entire world. Here's a simple thing. I told him this. You want to like, is this is, this is how you can talk with anybody. Like I'm 57. I'm talking with a 19 year old, talking with a seven year old, talking with, here it is. Don't be a creep. Don't be a creep. I tell kids all the time in classrooms, students, if you're a supervillain, be the best supervillain you can be because I'm a superhero and you might take me down. You might take me out, but there's other superheroes coming behind me. They're going to carry the torch. They're going to do the thing. And then go on and on like that. Or you can be the, or you can be the best version of yourself and figure out another way forward. We've already done the bad times. Let's do some, let's do fantastic, amazing, awesome. Let's, let's imagine a world that is that where everything works out for everyone all the time without harm to anyone. Sniper. Let's imagine a world where everything works out all the time for everyone without harm to anyone. Let's just entertain the idea of that, for gosh sakes. I understand what impossible is. It's impossible to levitate. Does that mean it's not going to happen? Not for me to say. My 11-year-old tells me that I talked to him about levitation on the phone, and he tells me, I levitate. Oh, I said. He says, yeah, I did it for 30 seconds today with my buddies. We got it on video. And all I can think is, dang, I believe it. Who am I to say no? We're going to evolve. Let's, let's push it. Let's reach higher. I don't want to run five seconds faster. I want to be able to connect with you and communicate love by thinking it. I want to pass on the, the experience of my mom to you so you understand just by thinking it. I want to look over here at this, at this uh, fidget spinner that I got right here and, and just have it roll around in the air and have it spin while I'm working out other ideas. That's evolution. That's, what, that's what's on. Nothing less than that is acceptable to me. Let's get to that place. We levitate, for instance. We don't have to use cars anymore. Then we don't have to use oil and gas. I don't care. Come up with some idea that, that is equally as far-fetched and see if I, can, if I can rally behind it. That's the game. When people tell me that NFT collection has 10,000 pieces, I said, who said so? You say so. You make the rules. I make the rules. I should know, so you make the rules. So this, this, my, my time here today in, is uh, I get to uh, have it be an acknowledgement of nefarious. I'm ready for your five questions. I like that, man. And and big, big respect to him. And I'm wishing him nothing but the best. That I mean, this has all been Top Dog Crew, fe- TDC. Yeah, I feel like this has all been a big learning moment for not only myself, but anyone that really gets to listen in on this. And and I appreciate you teaching us that, man. You're not only uh teaching astronauts, you're teaching young men like me, and not even just young men. Older gentlemen, it don't matter the age. Like you said, don't matter the age, color, none of that. Folks, We're, not just not just male. Yeah, no, not yeah, every, everyone, men, women, does not matter. All of us. All, everyone, People, every folks. human. Yeah, every human on this planet. Uh, I feel like they can definitely take something from at least one part of this podcast episode and apply it to life, man. You definitely make me want to keep going harder. You know, even being sick right now, I'm like, yo. Who's to stop me? Who, who's to say that I only have to do one episode a week? I can do five episodes a week. I could do one every two weeks. Who, you know, I make those I make those rules. Um, but 
we're jumping into the five. So with number one, um, I know these are going to be great. The number five. one is what is the the five. What is the most important thing to you in your life? Might I be a little tough. tough. I mean, like my first thought, of course, is love. Like that's the most important thing. And uh, then you say something like that, and people think that that's vague or or uh, or uh, you're just showing off. And and I, I mean, so, <laughs> so like I'll, I'll go with this: doing the work, doing the work. I didn't get here. Like I said, I've already been, I've done, when I was you, this, these, these sayings, like, so I'm, I know criminals and when I can, I can say when I was them, when I made mistakes, when I was that. And so doing the work so that I get to this place, if we're, if we don't feel love, do the work to figure out how to feel love. And it's, it starts at home. So uh, for me, feeling loved was realizing that that hungry place inside of us, that just like, it's just wanting love. But I can take the experience of love, the feeling of love that I know, because I know it, because I went out and sought it out. So I have it as a vocabulary, as a concept, a vocabulary concept inside my own inner life. And I take that understanding and that feeling and that memory of love, and I just blast it into that place that needs love. I take my um, understanding of love, I let go of the memory, what brings it to me, and I give it to that hungry place. And that's what, when people told me all of those years, love myself, they never explained that to me, sniper. That I take the memory of love and I let go of the memory, but I hold on to the feeling and I just move that feeling right to the place that is just love starved. And I radiate like a sun into that black hole. So love. I like that answer, man. And, and the fact that you said, I've never even thought about it that way. Just forgetting the memory that gave you that love and just applying that to to the love i mean that's i I should start there's a lot of things i'm going to be taking from this podcast that i will be applying to myself it's a practice yes absolutely um what i feel like this will be a good one too what is an obstacle that you have overcome that has helped you get to where you are today rather it be nfts the real world at any age what would you say sniper how old are you i'm 26 26. That's one of my favorite numbers. I remember you said it earlier. 26. All right. So let's see. Because I was bisexual as a, as a, like since I got here, I didn't have any relationships at all, like personal relationships until I was in my 30s because of when I was born. So when I was 13, 14, and I'm looking at careers and knowing that I'm bisexual, knowing that and realizing so there was no bisexual, there was no gay, there was no lesbian when I was a kid. There was regular and pervert. That's it. And people get to know that. And so I knew I was a pervert because that's how I was defined by the world. And knowing that is like, no matter how kind and cool and, and, uh, and, and loving I am, I don't get to be a teacher at 14, I knew I could not be a teacher. By 14, earlier than that. Nope. Nope. I'm attracted to my same gender. Can't be a teacher. And then I was in college, and people were like, oh, you'd be an amazing teacher. This woman, uh, Patricia Canley, who became like my, my other mom, she's, I, 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 at 21, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a rock star. Follow me and where you're thinking you were first. I'm going to be a rock star. And then she said, I, I see you as a teacher. And I said, what? I'm not a teacher. I'm a rock star. 
21. And, and, uh, I, but inside I knew, oh, I can't be a teacher. Nope, that's not on the table. Because I'm a criminal. Because in, in, at 21, when I grew up, I, that was criminal offense. And that was, that was like, there was plenty of people for whom that was a death sentence that I know. Plenty. 57. And so here we are in the future, and I support it. Like I was coming on a plane, I was coming, coming home on a plane th- uh, two nights ago, and sitting next to me are two young guys just sitting there holding each other's hands. Like it's nothing. And here I am. I'm like, oh my God, what? How's that even like, that's so awesome. Like the future is awesome. Love who you love. Gosh, for reals. Like imagine being somewhere and just being hung up like, oh my gosh, girls are changing the boys. Boys are changing the girls. No. Like what? Really? Like maybe you don't have enough to do. Really? And, and uh, I mean, I've had straight-up enemies be helpful and kind. That's how that, that works. People will look out for us in the hard times. Look for the helpers, Mr. Rogers said. And so one of the obstacles that I had growing up was just who I am. And it wasn't I was in the way of myself. Like that famous like that thing that people say, when did you choose to be straight? That whole thing. Facts. Like, well, like whatever. Trust yourself. And nobody here knows any more than you. No person here knows any more than you. I got it right here on my my board. It's like, like, there's nobody here that knows. It's it's the same. I don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. We all are winging it. So if you find somebody that loves you as much as you love them, high five you. That's right. I mean. Facts. I have have nothing but the utmost respect for that because – not everyone is like you said earlier, vulnerability. Not everyone will share that. Not everyone will come on here and, and say, "Oh yeah, that was." Because that's a pretty big question, and and I felt I, I fought with it a couple of times. Like maybe I shouldn't put that on there. Maybe not everyone wants to be so open. But I totally respect you for the fact that you were like, "This is something that I've overcome. I've made it me. I'm, I'm blessed to be where I am." And I have nothing but the, that. It was an obstacle the world put in front of me, man. Absolutely. It wasn't my obstacle to overcome. The world put it there. Absolutely. And here we are in the future. In 2009, there was a thing called the, uh, the, 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 uh, some march on, march on Washington, National Equality March. That's what it was. And I went there, and I went there with this man, Tom Luna. And uh, he's gay, and he's from Key West, and he's a legend. And, and uh, we're getting there, and he's just watching people. Lady Gaga's on stage, and, and he's just crying. He's, he's like, he's in his seventies now. And, and, uh, I'm like, what's going on, man? I'm like, Whoa, what's happening? And he goes like, I had to fight to stay alive. And these, these kids are fighting to be in the military. Like, it's like a different level. It's just like, it's working. This is this. And, and that's, that's how it showed up for him. And I was like, Whoa, that's like, he, all of the, all along the way, the people that took a blow and took and stood up. You know what? There's people that have been gay and LGBT, trans, and everything all along the way for, throughout all human history and took a stand. I was just in Paris and I went to see the grave of Oscar Wilde. People don't know about Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde got in people's faces. Like, I'm gay. In the, in the, in, when, at a time when like, they were doing terrible things to people. 
no matter how talented and gifted, the person who invented computers, um, my brain is a post-COVID. I had it last September. I still not caught up. One second. Uh, the, the, uh, the Turing test, Alan Turing. Alan Turing, gay. Alan Turing, gay. Listen to this. You, you probably there's a movie with the with the with the guy that that, that played uh, Sherlock in in the TV series Sherlock from BBC. Uh, forgot his name, and and Alan Turing solved the code, the Enigma code that would have put the world under the un, underwater for, for World War II. If he hadn't broke that code, if he had not created the Enigma machine to break the code, then we would all be Nazis right now, and ha- and half the world would not be here. We'd be dead. And he saw he solved that. He did, and he he put it down for the cause. He he saved the world. So then after after the war. There was a guy like because everybody like it was all clandestine and everything have a relationship. So there was like a hustler that he had relationships with, and this guy was a bad dude. He got he got he got popped for he wasn't a terrible person. Whatever people are people, he got popped for petty theft. And so instead of taking the rap the rap for petty theft, he turned he turned in Alan Turing. Said, "I'll tell you what, you've dropped this charge, and I'll and, and I'll." Uh, and I'll snitch on Alan Turing, and he did. So because of that, we collected Alan, Alan Turing, charged him with crimes, like indecent everything, and gave him a choice. You can go to prison, or because, because you saved the world, here's your choice. We're going to give you a choice of being kind. You can go to prison, or you can live in this uh, private one-floor thing and be chemically castrated, which means having having estrogen treatments, and 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 in, and resulted in him growing lactating breasts as a as a person who identifies as a man, and it was too much, and my man um, collected a collected a apple man. and put cyanide in it. It's crazy. Took a bite of it and died. Committed apple? suicide. Alan Turing. Apple, apple logo with the bite taken out of it. So let me let me uh so like we're all here because of people like that, but I just want to blow your mind a little. That that is a mind that is a mind-blowing fact. The apple logo has a bite taken out of it. Come on now. Just so you know. It's right there. It's right there. Just so you know, the person who invented computers, Alan Turing. It's not a joke. We're all here because of this person, and some of us know it, and we don't forget the history or the story. And and so that's why I champion people. I wouldn't be here today. Like some of us didn't make it, and and we got these battles today. You know what battle you got, sniper? You got we're we're a climate we're a, we're not a climate crisis, my man. We're a con- climate cataclysm. If we're if this was a storm, this would be this would be a. a uh, a, a, a category six hurricane, which we've never even had. It's just an idea. But we theorize that category six hurricanes are possible now because of climate cataclysm. We need to stop saying climate change and climate crisis. Anybody who can read science, which I, and that includes me, can see that this is a climate cataclysm. It's got a momentum. 
So you get to you you are going to be in the future telling people this story from your viewpoint because people are dying right now because of climate, and this is your challenge. It's your world. I'm calling from the future. I live here. <laughs> like I imagine when I, well for real, I imagine the future when I was you, and here I am at it. So this you're at the present, and you're imagining the future. How you want it to be? Do you want it a, a world without ice? Ice? Ice without without the Antarctic, without the Arctic, without without uh, icebergs, without without most of the animals on the planet. Because if you don't, the time is now. When I'm looking forward into the future to see what my what my 67 and my 77 year old self needs from me, if I don't do it now, I, I undermine them. I'm 57, so I get to go have I get to go do health checkups and and do those important things so that I don't undermine my 67 or 77 year old self. I get to check my cholesterol. Get to because this is the only time I can do that. That 67 and 57 year old self, they're looking at me right now, this conversation, and cheering me. Yes, Mike, that's the thing. Do that thing in the same way that I cheer the 14 year old that shows computer class over piping. Like, yeah, you're succeeding right now and, and everything, like with this show and, and having these conversations. Holy smokes, my man, the planet is, is like, it is, this is a, we're, we're living in an inferno. We're underwater. The air is gone. These, these are all of the things. And somebody, and you have the authority, I want you to know, you've got the authority to tell them to stop and do it a different way. This, this, the way that you had isn't working. Billionaires as a model doesn't work. I'm not worried about people who are billionaires. I love them. It's the, it's the role of billionaire that no longer serves us. We're in charge of that. We create society. We just say, no, it's not working anymore. Gandhi said, first, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. Then we win. First, they ignore us, then they laugh at us, then they fight us, then we win. I like that. I like that saying a lot. Gandhi. Gandhi. Man, I feel like transitioning into my third question won't even be as good, but Mike, I mean, damn. Let's that's, do it. That's, <laughs> that's just knowledge. I'm still blown away with the apple. Like the apple. Like I'm, I'm still blown away with so many different things from. Uh, it's it's hard to keep up. This is a, an amazing episode. Um, Steve Jobs on the record says, "No, it's not. Was not that." And that his friends like, "Yeah, it's that." I mean, it, it's just it's there. I mean, it's and it's right there. It's love. Okay, okay. Um, when when Mike Mongo leaves out to go out, what are at least three necessities that he has to bring with him? And we're not talking about like just wallet keys. I know one of them's got to be the glasses. Always got to be the glasses. But can we get one or two other things yeah. that you always got to have with you if there's anything? Um, if I'm going out as me, like you want to see a disguise? Here, watch this. Here, I'll show you a disguise. Oh, wow. Oh, Nobody sees me now. Man. <laughs> no glasses? <laughs> oh, damn. Like, well, 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 I'm, I'm invisible. <laughs> <laughs> you, want to see a, you want to see a real disguise? Check this out. <laughs> Some regular glasses. Oh, my goodness. I've never nobody seen, sees me. Oh my, yeah, you're you're just yeah, a so, normal person. So if I, I'm just I'm on the inside, and then <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh, 
uh, if I'm going out as me, then I'm going to carry a friend with me. I like that. Yeah, we we yeah. I, I like to I like to go out as a as a as a team as a squad. Give me a squad of two. When two or more are gathered in my name, I am in their midst. Whatever that means, I love it. When we're in agreement, when we're running around and having a great time, I don't care what kind of what kind of stuff is happening. Like if I got one other person that's like uh, about it, then we have a, a terrific terrific experience. I like that, man. I like that, and I I can say I've never had anyone answer it with someone else. I've never had that, but it's beautiful because I mean I don't care if I'm outside picking grass. If I'm with the right person, it's fun. Like we don't have to be spending. Exactly. We don't have to be spending thousands of dollars at the club, uh, you know, buying tons of drinks. We could be outside counting sticks as long as I'm talking with the right person right. in the in the midst of someone great. Well, look, yeah, don't matter. Uh, that's that's the facts. That is the, just the truth. What you just said, hundred percent. We could be doing anything as long as we're into into the like the success or the style or the flavor, or the the status of being the, of that other person. Then it's a win. I love that. It's a win every time. The third thing is I bring it. I always bring a drawing pen. I always, I just, it's just how I am. So like it's sometimes I'm having a conversation. If I just draw, while I'm talking, it, it makes it simpler because you know, it, it allows me to be present. I like that. Okay. Well, damn, that was, that was a good one. one I, two, three. I got a, I got a one-on-one answer right there. Cause I've never heard it. Um, four, and this is going to be a good, this is going to be a great one. Four. What is one thing you want to, one thing you want to do before you get too old. Because you ain't even close to old. You ain't even close to old. You don't know. Sniper, you don't know. You ain't 57 close. is real time, yo. I'm, you don't know. Nah, man. Call, call and tell me when you get here. I got you. All right. You'll still yo, be uh, here. You'll still <laughs> be here, see. so I will call. Before I, get, before I get too old. Oh, my Google. Oh, whatever <laughs> that is. Holy smokes. Um. Um. Jiminy Cricket. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I love how Steve, Ir- Steve Irwin did. He just he died doing what he loved doing. So uh, people are like, are you afraid of going to space? Like, what if it explodes? I'm like, it'll explode while I'm going to space. Wow, okay, I'm in. Like, I want to come back. <laughs> But but if, but you know do what you love and and if and if you love why if you die while you're doing what you love then that's that you won and and uh, so then before ask the question one more time sniper let me see what I can pull out what is one thing that you want to do before you get too old too old dang that was a puncher yes sir whoosh oh too old what is that. Um, mm, sir, this is, this is a, this is a tough one. Tough one. And um, it can, and we can, I guess we can classify too old as passing. Oh, before I die? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. That, that, I want to go to the moon. Go to the moon. Oh yeah. I want to visit the moon. You, I want to see the earth from the moon. It's three. So you three want days to go or you will go? I'm going to the moon. That's right. Like, you got to kill me to stop me from going to the moon. That's right. That's right. Okay. Going to you, the, I know you know, man. That's what I'm saying. That's why whenever you said I went to, I was like, mm, I think it's more of a I will go. You said to what? The moon. Thing, what? What? What do you want to do before you? That die, is before true. You pass. I said, that's, well, here's that's what yeah. you want. Okay. What, what's one thing I'm going to do? Like rephrase the question. I'm there for you too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. The moon and 
You know, I think I think before it's all said and done, I will have seen and heard of Mike Mongo putting his foot on the moon. I just think that's that's something that's going to happen. Number five, I really don't know if if this is up your alley, but we'll we'll tease it anyways. If I gave you two hundred ETH and it had right. to be spent on NFTs and only NFTs, yeah, what are some big purchases yeah. and plays that you would make yourself? Don't have to be for flipping; could just okay, be so- investment. Oh no, no problem, man. I, like for for one, I'm buying so so. I'm buying artists who I am close with and, and work with, like who are black. That's that like that's who I who I identify with anyway. So that's one of the things I'm going to spread around that wealth. So I'm going to buy art that I love by some artists that I love that whose work like the, like I mentioned Tony Payne earlier. Dang, her photography, yo. And then, uh, I, um, hold on. I, I, I want to pull up some names. Like these are, I, I know who I would buy. Absolutely. Like I keep a list and <laughs> I, I think everybody should keep a, I think everybody should keep a list. Like when I get my, when I get my money that I, that I buy the, the thing that I want. Oh, geez. Listen to this. Here, here's a, here's a list. Okay. Uh, Ilda producer, uh, Melnie. Uh, M-E-L-K-N-E-E, Julian Gillum, Logic. Who doesn't love Logic? Wiley Styles. I love Wiley Styles' work. He's Afrofuturism, solid, like just beautiful stuff. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, 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 Nyla. Nyla. Nyla is amazing. She's 14, and she just, like, I love her. I got to talk with her when she was 13 at, at NFT NYC, and we got to spend 10 minutes together just being intelligent, sitting outside in uh, the Wynwood walls. And, and we ha- just had a moment we got to share together why everybody was having a conversation. Nyla, absolutely. At least Swopes. Swopes. Swopes is, is one of those people that came out of, like she put it, she's one of those people like me that kept on doing it, kept on doing it. Even though she's young, what she went through to get to where she is. And, and like, I think she just got her degree. She, she's, she, she raps. She does. She does. She's amazing. Swopes. I love. I, I buy Swopes. Ed Balloon. Gotta have Ed Balloon. His animation. His his uh the um, stop motion animation he does. Like having characters who are black in stop motion animation makes a world of difference. This is this is the thing. He does. He and, does a really good job uh, putting on for um, the BIPOC community. Uh, I, I do applaud yep. Ed very much he's a great great person and great vibe amazing vegan guy in this space you gotta love ed uh zoe steckle uh, i love her purses and uh, she's she's like now zoe is you know like zoe's on fire all the time so like like but i i, I and i love her work <laughs> Brittany pierre would cry could kill me if i didn't mention her name Brittany redacted pride Brittany pierre and while we're at it manushka manushka Haitian chef Manushka, she, she put me in like when people call you up and say, I want you on this list. So you get this project. So you make dividends. That's family to me. Absolutely. Manushka probably made me at 10 to 20 ETH last year, just by calling me and saying, I've got you on this list. So like, yeah, like that, like you think I'm not supporting that? Believe me, I am. (laughs) Believe me, 200 ETH, I'm spreading the wealth. 
And that's how it's that's who I'm buying. And that's that's how it's supposed to be in the sense of always supporting your friends. You know, there's been so many NFTs, and that's why I'm not the best flipper. There's been so many NFTs that yo, I've I've bought this because I've genuinely cared about that person. Um, F dot is a huge artist in this space, not even in this space, just overall that I, I greatly love and have support for just for him being humble. And anytime I can pick up something, I don't ever pick up something with the intention of, Oh, I cannot, I cannot wait to flip this down the road. It's like, wow, I really get to support this artist, this human, someone that I think is doing a positive thing, not only in the life, but in this space. Um, so that's, that's super sick. I like the people you named too. I know a lot of them, Brittany, great woman. Uh, Nyla is a very, very, very intelligent young woman. Uh, she works alongside Tom, and I love what they're doing over there. So big shout out to her. My man, Keith, Keith, Keith Grossman. And, and yes, uh, you know what? I want to say also, like, I'd, I'd sweep the floor on the Mutt Knicks because that was my project. And, I, and that's how I, I buy those first ones off the floor all the time. I would do that. <laughs> and then also, I would, I would pick up, I would pick up a, a owl and an alien and a whale and uh, uh, um, what was the other one? A pig. Of Gabe Weiss's, I would pick up one of those. At two hundred ETH, I can handle this. You can, yeah, you got it all, man. You don't even leave change, um, Mike, dude. I can't even explain how much not only fun, how much excitement. I mean, I was nervous at one point. Uh, you know, you you ran me through all the emotions, man, and I felt like at the end. I was able to give you a genuine conversation. So, I mean, we've ran through the five questions. 100%. You know what I'm saying? We've we've talked about everything. Thank you. And I feel like there's so much that we could talk about. We're an hour and a half in. Hopefully, uh, you bless me well, enough to we come did down. It. We did it. Yeah, you know, hopefully you come back down the road in a couple months and we can speak about more things, cool. not only that you're doing, that you've done, just the history, man, the culture. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for even coming on here. Stick around after we're done just because I have to let this upload. But thank you seriously for everything, man. I, I just, this is probably my longest episode and one of the most fun yeah. episodes. Yeah, it's, it's hands down the longest. And it's one of the most fun because I, I didn't even go to the script. I rarely do anyways, but I learned a lot. You're giving me guidance, man. So thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to say before we sign out? I receive sniper. I look forward to seeing you in the future. Absolutely, brother. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and everyone tuning in. Um, we will be, we will still be in action. You know, I'm with NRN now, so we'll still be weekly. Hopefully we got more amazing guests, more amazing people in the space, and I will be seeing y'all soon. Peace out and nothing but love to everyone listening. Have a great day. See ya.